I'll read a portion of one verse to begin with this evening, Acts, the 16th chapter. Just the last part of verse 30. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? When a baby is born, the parents watch every move and action of the baby. For example, they watch the baby's eyes so they can tell when the baby follows their movement, know that the baby's tracking and seeing uh, the parents. They're watching for that day the baby reaches out with their hand to touch the parent's hand. They're waiting for that day when the baby rolls over for the first time. Then they start crawling. Then the day comes as the baby will crawl over to a piece of furniture, make their way up and, and stand up for their first time. There's lots of firsts with the baby. And the parents are always so excited to see each one of those firsts that come along. And after they stand up, then they, with parents' help, the parents encourage them to come to me, come to me. And the baby will step out and might take a step or two and then fall down and get up again and try again. And finally they start walking. It's exciting times for parents. I think Justin is... 37 years old, so it's been a long time since we've had a baby in our house. I'm sure Cheryl remembers uh, our three children, their first, not more than I do, that's for sure. I had to just check to make sure how old Justin was. Uh, well, the time, the years come and go. But... Uh, you know, when children are growing up, we want them to do more than just reach out their hands to us. We want them to do more than roll over or crawl. We want them to stand up and walk. And, and, and even more than that, we want them to, to when they uh, learn how to walk, and then we want them to run, and we just want them to grow up. Uh, I remember telling Cheryl... Well, yeah, I did tell her. I, I remember especially with Jeff. I says, you know, I don't really get much enjoyment out holding a little tiny baby that's totally dependent upon me. I, I can't wait until he can do something with me. Well, the day came. He did things with me, and I, and I enjoyed that. But, but we, want, we want our children to grow up. Uh, and, and take and take steps and and just go through life. Well, God's word has a plan whereby we can take spiritual steps. And I can talk a little bit tonight about some spiritual steps that are that are found in the Word of God. Uh, each one of these steps are important. Each step makes a difference in our lives. Uh, we just heard about two of them uh, already through. Uh, both testimonies tonight explain very beautifully what happens at salvation, what happens at sanctification. Those, those are real experiences 
those are real uh, stepping, uh, spiritual stepping stones uh, in, a, in a person's life. I, I'd like to look at five uh, spiritual steps this evening. So you already know what two of them are, so you can guess what the third one is. We'll go back to the first one uh, and take a look at that. The first one is what the Philippine, uh, Philippine jailer asked Paul and Silas. What must I do to be saved? You know, there have been a lot of things that led up to that moment. The jailer was in charge of the men in the prison there. Paul and Silas had been arrested. They had been beaten. They had been thrown into the prison. The jailer knew it was his responsibility uh, to make sure that they, uh, everyone in the prison stayed in the prison. He knew what would happen to him. If anybody escaped, uh, his life would be taken also. So he, he had a big responsibility. But if we look back, and we won't go back and read uh, this account, but, but it says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. It says the prisoners heard them. You know, they weren't looking at a hard luck story, what had just happened to them. They, they were praising the Lord and thanking the Lord for what he had been doing. He'd been changing lives. And so they were rejoicing in that. And it says that an earthquake came. The prison doors were open. All the prisoners were free to leave. But nobody left. The, the, the jailer came in and was ready to take his life, figuring everybody was gone. Paul and Silas called out to him, told him, do yourself no harm. We're all here. You know, that jailer came and fell before them and asked that question. What must I do to be saved? What a beautiful question. He, he, was, he was right there where he needed to be. You know, as, as the Lord looked down and saw what Paul and Silas were doing as they were spreading the gospel, he looked down. God knew what was going to happen to them. But he, he looked down to that jailer. He, he knew there was a man there that, that, that felt lost in this world. He, he knew there was a family that was lost in sin. And so God allowed Paul and Silas to end up in prison. God allowed that situation to happen for that jailer and his family. Verse 31, Paul and Silas responded to him, to his question, and they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. You know, that jailer believed that night. He took Paul and Silas out of the prison, took him to his house, and it says that him and his family were saved that night. You know, that was in the middle of the night. I, I wonder what his family thought when he came home and, and woke everybody up. It doesn't say how many were in the house, but he woke them all up. He had good news to tell them. God had made a change in his life that night. Jesus had come and came into his life and made that change. And his family believed and prayed that night, and were saved also. Salvation or being saved is the most important decision 
or spiritual step anyone can make. It's the most important decision. There's lots of decisions we make from day to day and year to year. But praying and getting saved is the most important decision of all. Going from spiritual loss to spiritual, spiritually being found. From being lost to being found. Going from facing a lost eternity to looking forward to eternal life. As Christians, we look forward to eternal life. We look, we look forward to heaven. We, we look past the old cares and the problems of this life, and there's plenty of things that are going on in our world today, but we, we look past all of these, and we look to Jesus. We look forward to that day we'll spend eternity with Jesus. If you find yourself uh, needing to make this spiritual step tonight to be saved, we encourage you to pray at the end of this service tonight. If, if, you, if you feel lost tonight, if you feel like the jailer felt that night, and you're just saying, what must I do to be saved? We encourage you to pray. That's what the jailer did. That, that's how we get saved. We pray. We'd love to pray with you tonight. If you need to be saved, we won't pray with you tonight so you can be saved. It's not hard. The jailer just believed. He just simply believed that the Lord would do something for him. He repented and asked forgiveness. He yielded his life to Jesus. And the answer came. He was saved that night. The next spiritual step is the experience of sanctification. As salvation, our sins are forgiven. As sanctification, the Adamic nature that we're born with is taken out of our lives. I'm sure I probably used this little simple illustration before, simple object lesson, but I, I do remember as a boy in Sunday school, they, they, it was an object lesson, and then they had a heart, uh, must have been on the flannel board, I don't remember what it was on, but it was there in front of us, and, and the one heart had a tree in it. And, and, and they told us that, that when a person is saved, the tree is cut down. And, and so the next heart was there. The tree was gone, but there was a stump there. And they said it's sanctification. That root of sin or that stump of the tree, the root of the tree is taken out of our lives. And then the, the next picture was, was a pure white heart. That's just a simple illustration, but that's it, how true it is. That, that, that they're real experiences that we can experience, that we can have in our lives. They, they make a difference in our lives. Uh, each one of them, when, when we're saved, it makes a difference in our lives. When we're sanctified, there's a difference in our lives. When we're sanctified, we feel pure and clean and holy before the Lord. Our, our desires, our ambitions are totally changed. Uh, in the 17th chapter of John, uh, Jesus prayed uh, for his disciples to be sanctified. I'd like to just read a few of those verses. And, and just consider, this is a prayer that Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
just before he knew that he's going to to the cross and give his life uh, for each one of us. And and at that time, as, as he was agonizing before the Lord, he even asked the Lord uh, if the, if this cup could pass from him. But nevertheless, he was willing to go through it. And he did that for each one of us. But he prayed for his disciples. And I'll just read a few of those verses. It says, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. That's where we're at. We're in the world today. But this isn't our home. We're looking past this. But but we have to make it here so we can go on to eternity with the Lord. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither, neither pray I thee for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through thy word. Sanctification. It makes a difference in our lives. If you haven't received that experience, you're missing out. But you can receive it tonight. You can have it tonight. If that's the desire of your heart to receive your sanctification, you can have it tonight. The Lord is here and would love to give it to you tonight. It comes through consecration and yielding your life to the Lord. You receive that, you'll never be sorry. You look back to the night like we've heard in the testimonies tonight. They can, they can point back to a time when they received their sanctification. They haven't forgot it. They never said they wish they had never received it. No. They look back to that night because it made a difference in their lives. The third spiritual step is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What an experience. What a witness that follows the experience. The witness follows the experience. The witness is not the experience. The witness is the witness that let us know we've received that experience, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In 24th chapter of Luke, it says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And first chapter of Acts, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. In Luke, Jesus said, tarry until. Tarry. To wait. Tarry until what? Until you're endued with power from on high. Uh, in other words, he was telling them to go and spend time in prayer. Consecrate your life to the Lord. Dedicate your life to the Lord. And in Acts, I just read, he said, wait for the promise. It's a promise from the Lord. It's a gift from the Lord. Uh, 
Jesus had an experience for them. And we know that by reading scriptures, they followed what Jesus said. They went to the upper room. They spent time together. They were praying together, consecrating their lives. Uh, Jesus had left and went back to heaven. Uh, he told them to, he had something for them to, to go and pray that they needed power for service. And, and as they did that, the second chapter of Acts describes that day, that time, 120 in the upper room, all together. Uh, it says they were in one accord. Uh, Jesus had prayed for them, received their sanctification. Uh, it doesn't tell us in Scripture uh, where they received their sanctification. We know they received it before they received the baptism. When they said in one accord, that means our hearts beat the same. So they had a prayer meeting before they received the baptism where they all had received their sanctification. The second chapter of Acts. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The early church took that spiritual step that Jesus encouraged them to take. They took it, and it, it really it was the foundation of the beginning of the early, early church. They needed it. Jesus knew they needed it. We need it today. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost in our lives today to stand for, for what's coming in this world, uh, to have boldness, to, to speak for the Lord. Uh, there are some other spiritual steps. Actually, there's a lot of spiritual steps as we look to the Word of God. There's two more I'd like to look at uh, this evening. Many have experienced the miracle of divine healing. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Many people have experienced that with his stripes. The suffering that Jesus went through on the cross is for the healing of our physical bodies. He paid that price for our physical healing. In James 5, the fifth chapter of James, it says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray with him, uh, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. We do that. We do that today. When people come forward and won't be prayed for, for physical healings, or whatever their prayer request is, we anoint, uh, we uh, do it in the name of Jesus, and we pray for them. In the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall uh, be forgiven him. The prayer of faith. When a person comes in faith believing, reaching out to the Lord, just believe and the Lord will do it. Uh, that woman that made her way through the crowd that day, 
uh, she was very, very sick, had been sick for a long time. It says that she spent all going to doctors and she was not, not any better. But she heard about Jesus. She said, if I can just make my way through the crowd. She had faith to believe that if she could just touch the hem of his garment. Well, she touched Jesus that day. And she was healed that day. It was through uh, faith, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Down through the years, there have been uh, thousands of people that have come in faith believing and received from the Lord. I've prayed. There's been times I've been sick. I've prayed and asked the Lord to touch me. And he's touched me. Uh, I, I can't say that I've had... Well, I've never been really sick, and I'm thankful for that. But I know there are people. There's people who are right here tonight that can look back and say, I knew the, the time the Lord came down and healed me instantly. It's in the Word of God. It's a spiritual step that... You didn't take tonight. If you have a physical need tonight, the Lord is here. The Lord would love, just love to heal you tonight. He knows what you need. All you have to do is just reach out to Him in faith believing. Stand on His promises. Claim His promises. The Lord is here tonight to answer prayer. Maybe someone's here and just needs a little encouragement tonight. Well, that's a spiritual step you can take also. We go to the Word of God once again uh, for answers, for encouragement, for our daily walk. Uh, James, the fourth chapter, uh, verses 7 and 8, uh, uh, how do you take that step? It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will f- flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. As, as we dedicate and yield our lives to the Lord, uh, the, the devil comes around and attacks. He, he does that. Uh, he tries to trip us up. But as we submit our lives to the Lord, as we yield our lives to the Lord, as we stand on God's promises, it says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Need to be encouraged tonight? That's one way to do it. It comes through prayer. It comes through reading God's word, standing on God's promises. Uh, count your blessings, name them one by one. That will encourage you. No matter what you're going through, just look back on your life, the times the Lord has healed you, has touched you, given you experiences, answered your prayers. That's encouragement. You can look back to those times. They're wonderful times in our walk with the Lord. So tonight, if you found yourself in need of one or more of these spiritual steps that we've looked at tonight, uh, a couple more verses that really give the answer. And if, if you take these two verses and apply it to your life tonight and do what these verses say, you'll go out of here a different person tonight. You, you, you'll know that you have been with the Lord. Ask, and these are words of Jesus. Ask, and shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. So it says, ask, seek, knock. And it says, ask, and it shall be given you. 
That's a promise from Jesus. Seek and you shall find. There it is. Seek the Lord. Tell him what you need tonight. And you'll find your answer. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Verse 10, for everyone that asketh, receiveth. There you go. How's that? Guaranteed. Just lay your life out before the Lord. Just say, Lord, I need, and just fill it in for yourself. And just come seeking the Lord tonight. He will be here. Uh, asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. To him that, uh, him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Well, you can come tonight. Whatever your need is, whatever you need from the Lord, uh, whatever it is, it doesn't make any difference. The Lord is here. Uh, the Lord will take care of every need, every situation in your life. If there's an experience you need tonight, uh, the Lord is here. We just wants to give you that experience tonight. Uh, just come seeking, reaching out to the Lord, and the Lord will bless you. Let's stand and sing a song, and we invite you to come and pray.